check, check me off. Check, check, check one. I checked the, uh, uh, I checked the uh, microphone by saying, check me off. Check me off, ladies and gentlemen. Check me off of your list. You don't have to have it on your to-do list because you're doing it. You are with me, Tony Visick, on Living on a Thin Line. We do this every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. It is your daily distraction from all the anxiety, anger, hoopla, weirdness in the world today. A little, a little comedy break. A little break of some sort. I think on some days I'm not that funny, so I don't know how I could justify calling it a comedy break. And in some days I'm uh, stunningly hilarious. Yes, you know what? It's always I'm always entertaining. I'm always entertaining. Or I'm always trying to entertain. Some people might watch me and go, you know what? Not entertained. But um, it ain't for lack of trying. I tell you that right now. Uh, hello, Tina and Mike Lawson. Aloha to you. Aloha. Uh, you know, we say aloha. That reminds me, of, I have a very good friend, close friend, a guy who I think the world of, Paul Kozak. Kozak the magician, who permanently relocated to Hawaii a number of years ago and opened up a little tiny 50-seat comedy club where he could do his magic show every night. He went there after being in Atlantic City for many years, uh, and he just reopened. He can have 15 people in, but uh, he is uh, one of those class guys who is uh, gracious and grateful that he is above ground, stomping about terra firma, living in that paradise known as Huwaya, and even though he can only have 15 people into his club, then he still gets to perform. So I just thought of that when you said aloha. It's uh, Monday, June 8th, 2020. That's the day. Monday, June 8th, 2020. That is the day, and we are here. Uh, I got some fun stuff to show you today. I'm going to go. I'm going to go in a little different direction musically. I was going to go in a bad direction. I'll explain that later. But I said to go in a good direction. Okay. Uh, I was going to go in a direction of uh, uh, like really lousy music. But uh, and go ahead. You know, I actually own some really terrible albums. But uh, I'm going in a completely different direction, which is uh, good music, and we'll get to that a little later on. Those of you who have been with us before know how this show works. It is based on uh, three things, ladies and gentlemen. It is based on interaction with you as you uh, post questions and comments here on Facebook Live, on YouTube, on the Comedy Schools channel, and on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. I'm pointing to the various devices around the home office here on which all of the, uh, these things are being recorded uh, three things on three platforms, and we're hoping one day to have three million people. Three million people listen to a show built on three things that's broadcast on three platforms. Can it be true? We now go to our, I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. Uh, I've had a long day already. Uh, you know what? If you, When you run your own little business like I do, and uh, you're cantankerous, and uh, you uh, uh, have a hard time outsourcing, uh, you try to do everything yourself, and I was in uh, Deep, deep, deep into admin all day today, just administrative stuff. So, uh, and finally got to take a break and I was going to go swimming and do something for my health, but instead I flopped into an easy chair and ate a bunch of Cheez-Its. So what you're getting right now is like the down from a horrible, a horrible uh, splurge on refined carbohydrates. And you know what? They weren't even my favorite kind of Cheez-Its. Like to me, anything less than a hot and spicy Cheez-It, I'll eat a white cheddar. Normal Cheez-Its are like ashes in my mouth. Then all these other little goofy things they try to do to Cheez-Its. Uh, it doesn't do it for me. It's got to be hot and spicy. But instead we ended up, um, we were in a rush. Because it was a last minute 
splurge purchase when we were at the store getting uh, getting our sundries, getting our supplies. You know, we'd hitch up the wagon and we went into town to get some gingham and some sourdough bread and some sorghum, you know, and some seed. And the last minute we went, chickens! So, um, Cheryl, uh, I was bringing stuff out. She goes, I'll run and get it. And she couldn't find any hot and They're hard to find. Do you guys know that? That it's not easy to find hot and spicy cheeses? Did you know that? They become difficult. I don't know if it's because of the corroded virus. That, uh, but I began to notice, I knew there was going to be a problem in America a few months back. And there were two things that told me there was going to be a problem. And one was that the Clippers looked like they were definitely, uh, they have a great team and definitely going to the playoffs and, and stand a great chance of making it to the finals. And I went, yeah, but it's a clipper. Something will screw up. I didn't know it was going to be this big of a screw up. I didn't know it was going to be corroded virus and uh, violence in the streets. I didn't know that. But the other thing I noticed was I began to see a reduction in the types of cheese that you could buy at the grocery store. And that hot and spicy cheeses become hard to find. And you could not find them in a big box. They were only in the small boxes. But in the big box, like a jumbo size family size, whatever you want to call it, couldn't find them. And I went, wow, that's, there's, there, you know what, there's, a, there's some sort of ginch in the supply line here. There's something, ominous portent. I had a few nights of dread a few months back when I went, there's no hot and spicy Cheez-Its in big boxes. Some places no hot and spicy Cheez-Its at all. Something, something's going down, man. Something's going down. So um, I kind of saw, I saw it all coming. I saw it all coming based on the Clippers and Cheez-Its. So, um, anyway, uh, hey, a couple things to say about We had a fantastic show last night. Uh, Tony Visick presents Sunday Night's Funnier. Um, you do this long enough, you can handle any situation. There was uh, some sort of internet issue or something with our headliner. So, the headliner never made it onto the Zoom show. But instead, a great show was had by, and I'm so glad I booked these three guys on this particular show, Abadav Goyle, DJ Payne, and Travis Miner. Okay, and actually put together a fantastic show that everyone, uh, that the whole family enjoyed. Great turnout, too, for a Zoom show. Hopefully, it'll get better each and every week. All of you guys watching should check out these shows Sunday nights. Tony Vizic presents. Uh, later on today or early tomorrow, the uh, link for the brand new show for this Sunday will be up announcing who the headliner is this week. The cool thing is for a lot of you who are watching who are not from, uh, I'm in the greater Phoenix area. That's where I am. Um, and for a lot of you that are watching, a lot of you have become, uh, uh, loyal friends and family and, and buddies and pals here on, uh, on this uh, particular show, you don't get a chance to see these people, you know, and, uh, the powers that be that have sort of a funnel that everyone has to go through, um, uh, haven't, uh, uh, sent them through that funnel yet. So we just bypass all of that and bring them directly to you from, uh, the magic of zoom right into your living room every Sunday. So watch tomorrow and you'll see the link for a Sunday show. I'm kind of excited about the fact that tomorrow I'm doing my first free intro class on Zoom. So this is free and it's easy to do. All you have to do is go to comedyschools.com and there the meeting and uh, pa meeting ID and passcodes are there. And tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, I'm doing one hour free intro to my stand-up comedy workshops. Even if you never thought about doing it, you go, I wonder what it is he does besides, you know, Yelling to his phone every day at two. <laughs> uh, he's a comedian. I don't know. 
but I have ran these workshops now for uh, going on 20 years, and I've seen people go from their first show to national television. If you want to see how it all begins, you know, there's no, you, you can you leave your microphone off if you want. Leave your camera off. Be anonymous. Be anonymous. Be a comedy class anonymous person, CCA. Uh, the first step of uh, free intros is we don't talk about free intros. No, we can talk about it all we want. But uh, tomorrow night at 6 p.m., I'd love to see you on there. Can only take 100 people at a time, hoping that uh, that becomes an issue, hoping it becomes a problem. Okie dokie. Uh, you know, everyone told us things sticks there. See, it's done it again. And there are people, uh, Kevin Brown coming with cheese its white cheese its that's No, but that's not the kind that I like, Kevin Brown. No, I said I'll, I said I'll eat them. I said, I'll eat them. I said, hot and spicy. And doesn't that make sense? Because I'm married to a Latina woman that I would love hot and spicy Cheez-Its. Okay, I don't like regular Cheez-Its. White Cheez-Its are okay with me, but I'm going to tell you something right now. White Cheez-Its are nothing but trouble. Okay, and they won't do a lot of the things that a hot and spicy Cheez-It will do, you know? So, um, um, (laughs) they're all like, I don't do that. Uh, and there's other kind of Cheez-Its, you know, but um, um, I'm not building the wall to keep any Cheez-Its out, I'll tell you that. All Cheez-Its are welcome. I just, my preference is for the hot and spicy. Um, I always show you, the second part of the show is always showing you some knick-knack memorabilia, a piece of weirdness, autograph or something that I have here around the house or in the office. I got something here, I got to reach for it. I'm reaching for it now. You on YouTube can see me reaching for it. You can see if I drop it. And here it is. What is that? Is that a globe? Say, hey, well, he's just showing us a globe. No, man. This is a radio. So I can show you at the top. There's the uh, on-off volume. And on the back, there's a little zipper here that will take you to various channels. Now, um, I haven't put any batteries in it, but I wanted to show it to you and tell you the story of radios. It says transistor six on one side and on the other side, hold on, I gotta turn around here. Vista, it's a Vista transistor six radio in the shape of a globe. Um, There was a time when radios were uh, decoration in people's houses. I'm gonna let the YouTube people see the top of it. Uh, Radios were decorations in people's houses and and the... uh, the style of decor changed over the years. Then we got the novelty uh, period uh, is when you ended up with uh, radios like this. And they were, um, radios started out being wooden with transistors in them. And then they started out being plastic, with uh, wooden with tubes. And then they started becoming plastic with transistors, which allowed them to do all sorts of crazy things with designs. And so this one, I've got one in the shape of a shoe. This one's in the shape of a globe. They're kind of fun. Um, how do you end up with things like this? Is I wanted one radio a long time ago. I wanted a, uh, what they call a uh, desktop cathedral radio. So one that was about two, three foot high. They would sit on like a stand, you know, uh, you know, one of those old time radios you see in, in movies where people got, Ma, what did they just say on the radio? What did Fibber McGee say? I want to hear a baseball game on one. I got a hold of one. It was very expensive. And then once people realized that people were interested in old time radios, they became much cheaper. And I own about 50 of them. And the way that I ended up with this radio was people then heard that I collected old-time radios. Collected old-time radios. And whenever anybody was, whenever I had an event coming up, a birthday, uh, 
something like that, foot surgery. I've never had foot, sur foot surgery, but if I did, that would be an event. I think that's an event if you get your feet worked on. Um, that uh, people would then go, okay, well, I don't know what to do. Well, you get a guy. You know what? He collects radios. And I ended up with over 50 or 60 radios throughout this house. So if you come in this house, it's a little, I've had people stay with us. We've had people stay with us. And, you know, and if they were, call, you know, and friends of mine after a while, they go, hey, uh, what's with the. Uh, What's with all the radios, man? And then I got to explain. I collected a few. Then people heard I collected them, and people just started buying them for me all the time. Until finally I had to go, I don't collect radios anymore. I now collect bobbleheads. So, um, but I don't, I deny, I deny that I'm a bobblehead collector, even though I now own, I don't know, 15 bobbleheads. How many bobbleheads do you think I'll end up with before I finally break my bobblehead habit? Does anybody know? Anybody want to venture a guess? Okay, if I've got, hold on, one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I got about 14 bobbleheads. At what point will I go, for God's sakes, I don't want any more bobbleheads? But you know what? What? Hold on. What's that? 20. I don't know. I don't know. That's it. I don't know the number. Do you guys know the number? Anyway, this radio was bought for me by for my birthday, I do believe. A gentleman known as Rich Scheidner. Rich Scheidner was, and still is in my estimation, uh, one of the funniest comics in America. Ron White told me one time personally that he thought that for about five years, Rich Scheidner was the funniest man in America. Stunningly funny, pioneer, trailblazer during the classic golden age. Uh, not the golden age, but um, we're probably now called the classic age. Uh, you know, starting in the late 70s, going all the way up through uh, probably the late 90s. Uh, one of the true greats, along with uh, uh, Rich Jenny and Sam Kinison and Bill Hicks. Uh, and I mentioned people who didn't um, then become household names, who were usually funnier than the ones that did become household names. Uh, Paul Whitney says it'll be at 29 bobbleheads that I'll stop because uh, 30 bobbleheads would be excessive. You know, and Paul Whitney is a man of great excess. I mean, you know, Paul. This is a man who you're going, oh, my God, Paul, you've gone too far. <laughs> By the way, for those of you uh, watching, if you ever see uh, Tony Vizic presents Sunday Night's Funny, you see that Paul Whitney is on the show. Buy a ticket. You will be entertained. Rich Scheidner was uh, one of the, uh, he still works, okay, still works, up until recently lived in Los Angeles. Uh, stunningly funny guy. The very first time I ever worked a professional comedy club, he was the headliner. Uh, been my friend for many years, and he bought me this radio. I'll show it to you one more time because I know you want to see it because it's pretty. All right, and um, uh, it probably needs a little repair. A lot of my radios, some of my radios is housework. Some need a little repair. Uh, and I'll look up the year this was made and stuff. That's the cool thing about collecting radios. They are part of the uh, modern age. They are part of the uh, 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 assembly line age. You know, they started being made during the time of assembly lines and during the time of automation, etc. You know, uh, late 20s, early 30s. And you can look up under serial numbers and find out a lot about them. I'll tell you more about this one later on. Okay. Uh, are you ready to get to the music? What? Oh, okay. All right. See, I can hear you through here. All right. I got two pieces of music to recommend here. Totally out of most of our comfort zone. First one. If you want a primer on jazz, if you want to listen to jazz, that makes you, most people jazz, it makes no, I don't know, it's just, it's not for me. This is the band, the modern 
the modern jazz quartet. Okay? The modern jazz. And this is Milt Jackson, John Lewis, Percy Heath, Kenny Clark, and it was recorded December 22nd, 1952, and it is still light years ahead of almost everything you hear on the radio, but at the same time, totally accessible, totally listenable, just totally fantastic music. Okay, uh, the origins of this influential quartet date back to the mid-40s and the Dizzy Gillespie Orchestra. Pianist John Lewis, vibraphonist Milt Jackson, and drummer Kenny Clark were all members of that great band. So they'll go all the way back to Dizzy Gillespie. But they changed jazz. So somewhere in the 50s, jazz began to change. Again, as it always does. And men like John Coltrane, Miles Davis, Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers, and the modern jazz quartet changed it. And if you're looking for something new to listen to, you're going to write, at this point in my life, I want to listen to something I haven't listened to before. Start out with the modern jazz quartet. This is a prestige historical recordings, originally 1952 to 55. Uh, you see, I still get the cellophane on this thing. I've had it for a long time. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, album itself. Da-da-da. Yeah. There it is, on Prestige. Prestige was in Bergenfield, New Jersey. So if you're looking to jump into jazz, modern jazz, start out with the modern jazz quartet. Start out with Miles Davis's uh, uh, Kind of Blue, okay, our birth of the cool, and you'll go, wow, that's, that's music that makes you want to be in a city at night. That's music that makes you want to just feel the life and rhythm of when human beings come together and build stuff that surrounds them because that's what jazz does. Jazz is such an urban music, such a cool music. You can be out in the forest and put on Miles Davis and all of a sudden you see city lights and city streets all around you, okay? Wet streets from a recent rain and the lights reflecting off of it, you know, as you walk down it, you know, feeling slightly damp, maybe in a raincoat, you know, with a cigarette hanging from the side of your mouth or in the back of a cab slumped down, looking up and watching all the neon pass by you. That's what this music does for you. It takes you somewhere. It takes you to a time of black and white or washed out color, okay, to a place that once existed in America, existed in places like the painting Nighthawks at the Diner that uh, still exists somewhere. You just got to find it. But you will begin to find it and understand it by listening to uh, Miles and John and the Modern Jazz Quartet and Art Blakey and all those guys. Now, let's go back a little bit. Let's go back, shall we? We're going to go back a little bit. Uh, and we're going to go to, this is from way back. You know, the thing is, whoever is popular right now, and you know, as you get older, as you get older, um, it's hard to keep up on anything new. And then you realize Sometimes it's unimportant to keep up on a lot of the things new. Not put it down, not saying it's bad, it's just not important. Okay? So, but there are names now, names of my generation, Jimi Hendrix, Eric Clapton, Bob Dylan, Grateful Dead, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Marlon Brando, Clint Eastwood, Steve McQueen. All of those are names that immediately mean something to someone. This one doesn't mean anything to anyone anymore, but one time was just as important and just as well-known to everyone in America when he was at the top of his game. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, Artie Shaw and his orchestra. 
Artie Shaw was a clarinetist. At one time, you could be a sex symbol just like playing the guitar, playing the clarinet. Uh, the songs in here are great. It's September song. Uh, You're a sweet little headache. Snug as a bug in a rug. When winter comes, Georgia on my mind. Rose room, my blue heaven. Shadows, easy to love, and they get away from me. The way you wear your hat. So Artie Shaw was as big a star as anyone. His biggest star is Madonna. His name was known. He was, not only that, he was considered a musician's musician, a perfectionist, a perfectionist who demanded greatness from his bands and greatness from himself and had hit after hit after hit back in those days. Married Betty Grable, who at one time was the most famous woman in America. Her body and legs were painted on the side of countless, countless uh, uh, airplanes that American flyers used in World War II. Betty Grable. He married her. At one point in his life, inexplicably, Artie Shaw went, I'm not recording anymore. I quit. He became one of those guys. Mean, angry, dispirited, and said, I am done. Like the great poet Rimbaud, who quit writing everything at a certain point in his life and never wrote a single poem. Okay, like, uh, uh, um, God damn it, what's the name of the author who wrote, uh, uh, totally escaping me right now. There's a couple others like that who do one or two great things, are flash with greatness for a number of years, and then decide they are done. The money can't bring him back. The fame can't bring him back because uh, there was a the great comic, Bobcat Goldthwait, great comic, very funny guy and very serious guy. At one point I saw him uh, and I was talking to him and he had quit doing stand-up. He went on to be a TV director, screenwriter and stuff. And I said, why'd you quit stand-up? He goes, I'd said everything that I had to say. I thought, wow, what a brave and bold statement to be able to make. I've said everything I've had to say. And to be able to walk away instead of going, oh, I'll just keep going for a few more bucks. I'll keep going for a few more bucks. So check out Artie Shaw. Listen to that. Listen to that with open ears and open mind. Listen to Modern Jazz Quartet. I'm turning on to old stuff that will be brand new to you, and you'll be glad that I did. Okay, we're going to wrap it up for the day. Okay, we continue on every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time until this whole crisis is over, and maybe beyond that. Maybe beyond that. You know why? Because I love doing it. I love doing it for three of you, 30 of you, 300 of you, 3,000 of you. People watch it today. People watch it a month from now, a year from now. I love doing it. I love being with you. Remember, this Sunday, there'll be another Zoom show tomorrow night, Tuesday night, free intro to stand-up. Just go to ComedySchools.com for all the info, all right? And I will see you tomorrow. My name's Tony Vizic. You've been watching Living on a Thin Line. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, YouTubers.